Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal, DeQuincy. <sighs> hey, man, how you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, a, uh, I chose a, you know, a straightforward intro um, just because, you know, it's a... Um, it's a diff. It's a very difficult time again, as always. It seems like. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, we're here talking about America's true um, pastime, which is mass shootings. We don't even get a chance to mourn the one that happened um, a couple of weeks ago up in Buffalo before no one happens here in Texas. Um, uh, this one not racially motivated, just a bunch of innocent children taken out have you seen the um the final numbers yeah yeah 19 and 19 children two adults yeah um all dead and um it's it's just getting depressing that is is that including are they including the gunman in that no that count okay good uh, I'm and I'm glad when they do it because he, they don't deserve to be in the numbers with the victims. I mean, that's what yeah. you cause. Um, but like oh, that's, saying, okay, yeah, that makes sense. The victims and then okay, yeah, we're in the cycle again. It's a mass shooting. Then air, air, people talk about it. Nothing gets done, and then another one co- comes up, and it just keeps going over and over again. Rinse and repeat. Yeah. And it's like the shooting that happened in Buffalo in the supermarket, that was the deadliest mass shooting in America in 2022. And it held that title for all of what, 10, 14 days? Just about, pretty much. And yeah, I, I don't know what can be said and I don't know what can be done because I've already seen people making the excuses of, oh, this isn't. Uh, about guns is about mental health and uh, then return and ask okay so what are you the government going to do about mental health and their response is shit we'll get back to you with that mm-hmm. uh, people talk about oh well we put more we need to put more police officers at schools and blah blah and like do you know how many schools that we have in America okay you're saying we need more police officers even if, if you put even four police officers or armed guards at every school in america from elementary middle high school and including colleges that's more um armed officers than we had over when we were in iraq Mm -hmm. like there's no way you would literally have to create another uh branch of the military right yeah that makes sense those numbers seem inconceivable at this point I mean, at least off the top of my head. And that's to say nothing of the fact that there was an officer at the school and the shooter still managed to get in and kill all those innocent people. Mm-hmm. And then the next, next thing here, well, we should arm the, we should arm the teachers. And I'm like, well, that sounds horrible in a bunch of ways. <laughs> yeah. First off, if I'm, if I, um, if I became a teacher, I definitely did not sign up to be Duke Nukem. Mm-hmm. Secondly, who the hell is paying for this shit? Because we barely have enough money to pay the teachers the little paltry scout salary they get. They got to go out here and buy construction paper and glue and shit on their own. So I don't know where they're going to get money to carry that Glock around. Yeah, because uh, as uh, as Many guns are out there all over the country. Uh, we kind of overlook the fact that guns are not cheap. 
Yeah. No, they are not. Um, and going back, keep going. Good ones, please. Yeah. Point number three. Um, what happens that first time a white uh, teacher shoots a black student because they were too aggressive? I mean, does any teacher ever want to deal with that? I don't think so. No, but it seems like it's a perfect storm of giving teachers weapons that they don't need and they're not trained on using. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I shot this black, um, the little bl- white woman shot the black male because he was aggressive and he looked like, you, you know, the story they always tell, we always look like the fucking Hulk whenever we get mad for some reason. They do it, they did it with Mike Brown, they do it with, uh, uh, what's his name, Floyd, they do it with all of us. All of a sudden we get mad, we turn to Bruce Banner, we're unstoppable unless you put a hundred rounds in us. And then last but definitely not least, I'm talking about, do you know how hectic a active shooter situation is? Like, I don't think people understand. Like, if you're the no, police, I've never been in one. Yeah. If Thankfully. you're the police, thank God. If you're the police, you show you hear on the radio, oh, there's an active shooter per, uh, at such and such school. You show up, you don't know what's going in there. You don't have radio contact with anybody in the school. You go up there, you start going there, guns blazing. You're going and the teacher walks out of their uh, classroom with a with a gun and guess what that teacher is gone how do you know if they're a teacher or, or part of the problem you know of, you know causing the the chaos exactly and it's another problem we, I mean, we talk I, about trigger happy cops so much like that's just adding to even more potential trigger happiness trigger happy cops surrounded with nervous trigger happy um uh, teachers it is we've literally been sitting here for five minutes we've already thought of four ways that could that idea could just be just fucked up and then the excuses you see them all online the first thing they go to is video games of course they've been rolling that excuse out since columbine yeah um and my response always america is not the only country with video games or via video games we're not the only country with uh citizens with mental issues but we're the only country that has these goddamn school shootings mass shootings going on on a monthly basis mm-hmm. so the problem isn't the people the problem is the easy access to guns but there's one side of the goddamn government that just absolutely refuses to do anything about that man i mean it's uh it's a problem that neither of us have total answers to. It is um, not slowing down. That's yeah. for sure. The only time gun violence slowed down in America is when COVID hit. That's the only thing that stopped us was a goddamn global pandemic. Yeah. And there's just so many, so many, like, so many things that, that are, I don't want to say any one ways out, outweighs the other, but there's so many factors that, that contribute to all this. And it's just, uh, how can you tackle all of them all at once? You can't because you, you know, and obviously there are some that you should get to first, you know, legislation. That's, that's the easiest thing that can, that can be done. But these people yeah need access to mental health you know um uh what am i looking for mental health facilities facilities and just help um uh, you know i I just i I want somebody I want I just want somebody on the Republican side to stand up and have a plan because their plan seems to be we're not going to get rid of the guns, all this access that you need to mental health and um, uh, any kind of drugs you need that will balance you out. We're going to cut funding for that Medicaid, Medicare, all that stuff. So what's the solution? You say it's mental health, but you're actively making people's lives worse. Yeah, I don't know, man. And look, you may not like what I'm going to say, but I feel like it also has to start at home too, man. These people need 
strong support systems as well, you know, and whether, and that's not just saying you need a, you know, a parent or parents or whatever that, you know, hug and kiss you every day. I'm not saying that, but people who do that, of course, but also recognize that there is a problem that this, you know, person needs, does need to see someone or talk to someone, you know, that that's above my, you know, my pay grade, you know, if a parent doesn't feel like they can, that they're equipped to handle it. Yeah, I agree with you. And my, my solution to that is therapy. Therapy helps a lot. But if there, if Republicans are over here talking about we're restricting your access to, to therapists and now your therapist is your job is fucking with your insurance. So instead of only paying like $25 or $35 for a therapist visit, now you're stuck paying $60, $100 that you don't have. Mm-hmm. You can't get the help you need to get better. Yeah. So like I mean, you people need people always need help, but you're not going to be able to get your help just from your friends and family like there. Right. People have situations that people around them just don't have the training for or it's mm-hmm. something like I, I don't want to tell my mom or my dad or my, you know, my family member about this because it's embarrassing. If I'm going through bipolar, I don't want them to look at me different. It's easier to go talk to someone like a therapist who's not going to judge you someone and you don't want to disappoint but if you don't if you don't have access to that mm -hmm. you can't help yourself and look there are you know look it is obvious that there are a countless um, you know an incalculable number of uh domestic scenarios Mm mm-hmm so obviously no one household is the same, but because there are parents that probably work two or three jobs, there's definitely those parents that work two or three jobs. They're not available. that don't have the time to be there for their kids. There are parents that don't give a shit. There, there's plenty of those people too. And there's people who miss the, misread the thing, misread things and, and misread the cues. And you know, it's, it's all of that. It, it is the, the, the politics behind it. It is the, um, the social aspect of it, you know, that it, it, there's, there's so many things that contribute to this. And it's, I mean, it's just, uh, it's still, man, I don't know. I'm still at a loss for words. As often as we see this happen, I'm still always at a loss for words. I just, I don't know what to say. I, it feels like I'm just screaming into the void, and every time there's a school shooting, I just hope it's not my son's school. Yeah. I wouldn't know what to do if it, you go like you go down to a community building and you're just hoping and praying that someone brings your child to you and. Mm-hmm they don't and then they ask you for a dna test because they need to run dna to identify the bodies because the ar-15 completely shreds eight and nine-year-olds mm-hmm. like i don't know what ch- what changes yeah i don't know how they change like i don't i always said that sandy hook was when America put the whole discussion about gun control to bed because of a bunch of lily white white children can get shot up and killed. And the first thing you hear coming from Republicans talking about how when Obama cried about those kids, he was he dotted a napkin with some onions and that made him cry. I was like, OK, that's it. Y'all, if y'all don't care about white kids, y'all definitely don't care about our black asses. Mm-hmm. I, that was it. And I don't I honestly don't know what kind of shooting would cause some kind of reaction where people like Ted Cruz or Greg Abbott wake up and decide to do the right thing. They have to be directly affected at this point. Oh, did you see the um, the CNN uh, broadcast 
where like it was a bunch of those them and uh, I think it was Cruz Abbott, a couple of Republicans and like the sheriff's office up there and they were talking about it and Beto O'Rourke just ran up on them. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And the officer's like, how dare you try to make this, this turn this a public thing? I'm like, dude, you have nothing but Republicans sitting there on, on the um, on the um, up there at the desk. It's already political. It's, it became political when you guys are talking about, uh, oh, California is number one in, in gun sales. We got to get it up, Texas, which Greg Abbott tweeted out a couple years ago. Okay. I was looking for the timestamp on that. I saw that and I was like, when did when did that happen? Like, that was a couple of years ago. I oh, okay. want to say either 2015 or 16, but yeah, it was a couple of years ago. When there's legislation for background checks that take more than 15 minutes and every Republican in Congress shoots it down. Like it's already political. It's all it's already become that. Mm-hmm. As <laughs> I don't know. And um and then it's like there's a shooting, and then people say, Oh, don't politicize it. People need time to mourn. And then another shooting happens, like, oh, can't politicize this. People need time to mourn. But when is the time to fix some of this shit? Again, every other country on earth has figured out how to control mass shootings. We're the only one that can't do it. Yeah. And it's all because there's some yeehaw yokels that think if the government runs up, they need their guns and their Second Amendment to defend themselves because they watch Red Dawn one too many times. If the United States government were to run up on us right here, right now, they will wipe the floor with us because they have fucking tanks, drones, and snipers. <laughs> and to be honest with you, they probably know who got all the damn guns. So if they were smart, they would send some CIA hitman to take your ass out when you least expect it before they send the drones, the tanks, and the snipers. But you can't tell these fools nothing. They think if if Biden just decides to take over and he sends, you know, tries to turn America into like uh, like Russia and just becomes president for life, that they're going to add a other way out of it. It's like, that's not how this is going to go down. You're going to get put in the dirt and we're going to keep moving. But I'm just tired, man. Why would you wait till you're 84 to establish a lifelong presidency? <laughs> Go out on top, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> no, they say the same thing whenever any Democrats in power. They say when Clinton, and you know they said it when um, Obama's office. I think when Obama's office, that's when they had the greatest gun sales of all time. I'm. Uh, I'll be honest with you, folks. When Anthony texted me today, I said, "Hey, we're doing the podcast." Like this shit was just weighing on my mind so heavily, I almost said no. But I was like, I made a commitment, and it also it's good just to talk about this stuff and vent and get it all out instead of bottling it in. Yeah. I mean, I figured this is this would be the lead off. Yeah. Because- Um, I think it affects obviously it affects us both and I think it affects us I think it affects us differently I really do where it weighs on me in a way that um, you know I'm afforded the opportunity to just sit back and kind of not sit back but uh, reflect on it more Mm-hmm. where in your position and your girl's position like this is something that is probably in the back of your minds if not closer to the front of your minds more and more so your reaction is a lot stronger which is um, completely understandable and justified so 
you know, and obviously I, I, I obviously I'm almost certain it, it, it weighs on your heart just for the fact that it happened to innocent people. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not innocent people, kids, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Excuse that me. were about two weeks away from summer vacation. You're right. My my uh, my apologies for that. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's. I don't know. I'm still, like I said, at a loss for words. Yeah, and then like all the new reports coming out. Like, because the first thing you heard was, oh, he had body armor on. That's why the officers outside couldn't knock him down, couldn't stop him. And now it's turned into, oh, he had the, um, like, basically the vest that you put the plates in, but there were no plates in it. So he's wearing a weighted um, jacket, basically. Mm-hmm. And now the reports are, like, he was inside the um school for an hour before the police can come and get it and i'm like y'all police officers where y'all heroes left and right up and down the board but when it's time to come save some children y'all letting children and teachers take the brunt because y'all want to step outside and wait for backup i thought y'all had the john mcclain syndrome y'all ready to go in guns blazing it's the one one time that everyone been okay with you going you know, open fire and ready to shoot, and now you want to play it safe. I don't know. But then y'all turn around and ask for another fucking billion dollars to let this shit keep happening. Kids, like, how do you not just sit there and say, we need to change something? Kids died. 19 children died and the same shit is going to keep happening. Yep. That is uh, a growing sad reality. So it's going to happen again. Um, It might not be as many people or kids as it was this time, but it's still too many. And I'm just like, I was talking to my coworker about it because he has uh, two daughters. They're older. Um, one's in college and one's just about to graduate high school. And we were talking about it. And I'm looking at him like, I'm, this is why God could not give me superpowers because I would not be out here like Superman or Green Lantern or Captain America or whatever. I would rule this country with an iron fist like Dr. Doom. <laughs> I just like the only thing that's going to stop this is or change these rules is I'm beyond a mass shooting that happens during the state of the union. That's the only thing that's left because everything else has already happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, is it though? Would that be the, the situation? Because, I mean, it's got to be a mass shooting that takes out like the majority of Republicans so Democrats get in there and just you have a quorum and just pass laws. Because, like you said, every imaginable situation has pretty much happened. I that's mean, the only one that's left. Kennedy and Lincoln were taken out, Reagan was almost taken out, presidents with firearms and nothing happened as a result of that uh supreme court justices right was it, or no senator senator there was a senator that you know they try to take him out i'm not talking about one it's got to be a mass mm-hmm. thing that's that's it that's the only thing that's left yeah I don't know, man. I just don't know when how this, you know. And if I see if I see one more goddamn Republican jump online, talk about thoughts and prayers, this is horrible, blah, blah, blah. I'm praying for you. 
I will lose what little sanity I have left. The Bible says, don't open Twitter. <laughs> the Bible says you can have faith, but faith without action is worthless. And that's exactly what they're doing. They want to talk about, oh, oh, um, we're going to pray for you. We hope everything gets better. And I'm like, either y'all praying to the wrong damn God or y'all don't, y'all cannot believe in the same God that y'all swear y'all do. There's no way you can sit here and tell me that you believe in Jesus Christ and, you know, the everything that he stood for and then watch kids get gunned down and be, be like, well, oh, that's we still need these guns out here. Mm-hmm. It's not the gun problem. It's like, oh, you do not worship at the same church that I do. The only thing you care about is money. And staying in power for as long as you can. That's the only fucking thing you care about. So don't give me these goddamn platitudes about prayer and we need to come together and all that bullshit because you don't believe that shit because you keep letting this shit happen to innocent people the most innocent of us children Mm Well, I got, I had another man. That's I'm, I'm gonna leave it there. Like, yeah, I mean, where do we go from here? Um, I, I'm, it's everything. Like, the situation to transitioning <laughs> into uh, another topic. I mean, it's just, it's not one of those things that you just, just glaze over. Thank God. But at the same time, we're exhausted. This is a joke, but thank God for Disney, man. The MCU is the only thing. MCU (laughs) and Star Wars, the only thing getting me through these difficult times. Yeah. All right. So on that depressing note, we're going to move on to these NBA playoffs. Um, You've actually been watching. I'm I'm proud of you. Somewhat. Somewhat. I saw that. Okay, somewhat. (laughs) I saw the, uh, was it game one of the Eastern Conference Finals? Mm Mm-hmm. Miami and Boston, that third quarter was insane because Miami was down, I think, 20 at the half, and they went on like a 33 or 34 to 7 run in the mm-hmm. third quarter. Um, it's crazy. They were blocking everybody. They were blocking every shot, too, man. It was insane. Jimmy Butler is crazy to me because I never know what he's going to do game to game. He could be the best player on the floor. He could be the second banana. Everything is possible. Yeah. But uh, it looks like the uh, the tide is turning for, for Boston. The series is what tied it to. Yes, sir. Game five is tonight. Uh, I just and- want to say before we, before we go any deeper – Sure. These playoffs, they had so much excitement, so like so many opportunities for other teams. And it's like we get down to the final four and it's Golden State, Dallas, Boston and Miami. And I'm looking at this like. I really don't want three of these teams to win. <laughs> right. Like I'm tired of Golden State. Um, Dallas is Dallas. As a native Houstonian, I hate them unless there's a natural disaster that hits them. Um Boston just fuck Boston for life. Bill Simmons can eat a dick from here until the sun burns out. And then Miami. I'm fine. With my, I guess Miami is the team I'm rooting for in these playoffs. And it really doesn't seem like like I think they're a good team, but I think um, the Celtics have a higher ceiling, so I think they're going to get knocked out. Celtics are – I feel like they have a better team, even though they were the number two seed this season. Mm-hmm. Um, the stronger roster, and they're starting to get healthy again. Like those first two games, wasn't uh, two of the uh, Marcus Smart and Al Horford were out, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you know those those two guys are difference makers for that team. And it looks like at least Horford is back. I'm not sure what. If, I'm not sure if Marcus Smart came back. Has come back. It's this whole series has just been injury, uh, 
this is all who's missed at least one game, or at least some or all in one game. Marcus Smart for both teams. Marcus Smart, Kyle Lowry, Al Horford, Jimmy Butler, Tyre Hero, Jason Tatum, and Robert Williams III. All mm-hmm. those guys have missed some time. But it looks like uh, the Boston players missed the time at the right time mm-hmm. early on in the series, getting back to it. And, you know, would not be surprised if they went up 3-2 tonight. Yeah, Miami needs Bam to come out and be like, he's not a superstar because he can't do it every night, but they need him to come through for them tonight. Did you say Butler? No, Bam. Bam. Uh, Bam. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they're still missing Lowry, correct? You know, I, I don't remember he played the last game. I don't think so. Yeah, I think he's been out the whole time. No, he played. He's played. Okay, yeah. Okay, looks like he played uh, games three or four. Mm-hmm, yeah. Not great getting the combined 14 points in both yeah. games. <laughs> in a combined 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think this, um, I'm ready to say, I think the Celtics are going to win. I'm not feeling great about it, but I think they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm actually kind of disappointed that um, out of all the basketball that I care about, really, mm-hmm. I'm I'm disappointed uh, that Milwaukee is out. I was kind of hoping Giannis could, could go back-to-back. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in uh, Phoenix. Oh, yeah. I really thought, like, they were going to cakewalk to the finals, and they just got the ever-leading – ever living dog shit beating out of them. Game seven at home. And they just let Luca and the boys put their nuts on their foreheads. That Embarrassing. You did all that winning during the regular season just to go outside like that. At mm-hmm. home. <laughs> yeah. To a, to a Dallas team that really just has one guy. You know, I was talking to Daniel about this, and we were talking about Luca, and, and I was like, Luca is basically J- the uh, what if of, of uh, James Harden. It's like, what if James Harden could be successful in clutch? <laughs> but uh, it looks like we're going to get a Golden State. Boston finals, which I'm not I understand it's going to be good basketball, but it's just two teams and two fan bases I'm not remotely (laughs) interested in, especially Boston them racist pricks Um, Yeah, and for me, well yeah, I know, man just, you know Bill Russell won them 11 titles and they wouldn't let him live in the town they robbed him during, they ransacked his house during the finals Yes. While he was playing. Yes. I have a story real quick, but I, it's kind of graphic. I'm waiting for my child to leave the room. Okay, thank you. They broke into that man's house and defecated in his bed. Oh, Never forget Pulled an that. Amber Heard. <laughs> you talk about, there's a, a story I've been paying no attention to and will not talk about. <laughs> but you but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, know, I know what you're talking about. But uh, people have already made all I'm going to say about that, it seems like people already made up their mind on who they're, su- they're going to support yeah. going into the case. And if we've learned anything from people on social media the past 10, 15 years, people do not like to admit when they're wrong about liking someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, examples, see how many people still defend R. Kelly and Bill Cosby. 
but I'll save that conversation for someone who has a better legal mind than I do. Uh, back to basketball. I'm, I know we're here to talk about the future, but I'm also here to make jokes at the past. Mm-hmm. That James Harden, um, Ben Simmons trade worked out beautifully for no one. <laughs> Man, you're not kidding. Is it weird that the Rockets are probably going to be the overall winners? <laughs> They're, yeah. I mean, they kind of look like the overall winners of the trade. They still have Brooklyn's draft picks for, I think, two, uh, at least one more year, maybe two. Mm-hmm. And there's a rumor that came out today that the Nets are not looking to uh, ex- uh, give Kyrie Irving a contract extension because of his um, anti-vax takes and his um, injuries and all that. And, and I would like to throw in because he's weird as fuck. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I cannot blame them, but if if their big three goes down to a big one within three, four years, and they never even made it to a conference finals, I mean, that's terrible for them, but you couldn't have drawn it up any better if you're a Houston Rockets fan. Mm-hmm. And let's be real, man. If that, if that actually happens, you don't think, Kevin Durant is going to be looking a way out for looking for a way out sooner than later. Three or four years is uh, a generous timeline, in my opinion. And he's already thirty-three. Yeah. You see these people like sports um, and wrestling; they're just in your lives so long that you look up one day and say, "Oh, you're thirty-seven? What the <laughs> hell?" Let's see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, next year, let's see. So Kevin Durant signed a four-year, $194 million contract. Next year, he'll be in the second year. But, you know, just because you signed a contract doesn't mean you can't get out of it. See, Harden, comma, James. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. Simmons, comma, Ben. I, we got to, if we talk about Ben Simmons, I got to talk about how they kept saying, "Oh, he can play, he can play," but they kept moving it back and back, and then finally, like game four, they need you <laughs> now more than ever. It's like, oh, my back, and like at first, I thought he was just like trying to get out of it, but he actually had back surgery, mm-hmm. and then also like someone put this put this in perspective. It's like imagine if. You went on vacation just to come back on Black Friday. <laughs> would you would you be willing? Would you be ready to come back? No. Not at all. I mean, you're asking this guy to not only come back and play NBA level basketball, something he hasn't done all year, but also do it in a game four where you need a win. A deciding game four. Like they were asking too much for him, and now my question is, what the hell is up with their training staff? If his back was aching so badly that he needed surgery, mm-hmm. why were did you guys keep saying, "Oh, he can come back this season"? Just it, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what they should have done as soon as they traded for him, they saw what his back was like. Been like, he's out indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Don't don't try to have any kind of timeline. Because I don't know about you, but I've hurt my back before, and that is debilitating. I have too. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't realize how much you use your back until you can't use your back. I tried to deadlift. (laughs) I was deadlifting, and I, my form, I I lost my form, and man, felt that thing almost snap. You're talking about deadlift. I'm talking about bending over to pick up a box. <laughs> I'm doing the simple stuff. Like, oh, oh, I'm old. I'm going down. Help. <laughs> I was a young man when that happened. That was like 10 years ago. Yeah, I, mean, I, hurt uh, my, I hurt my back. I had back spasms for a day. That was not fun at all. I was just, I would lay down just waiting for the angel of death to come take me home. <laughs> I'm like, is this what hell's like? I will change my life around. <laughs> so, 
going back to the Eastern or to the playoffs. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. I'm not oh, done. We're, I, okay. we're still talking about the trade. Let's go to the other okay, side. Okay, the trade. Yeah, let's go to us. I go to Philadelphia. Um, I would say two things about James Harden. One, he knows when to get out of a bad situation <laughs> just Boy, before it turns completely toxic. He did yeah. in Houston. He did in Brooklyn. And honestly, getting out of Brooklyn, I don't even blame him because he wants to win a, a ring so bad for his legacy. And he thought he could do it in Brooklyn with um, Duran and Kyrie. And then Kyrie comes around talking this bullshit about not taking the vaccine. And I don't know if you remember, but like they asked James about it like at the beginning of the season. He was like, he's like, I'll inject him myself if I have to. <laughs> but like Ky- Kyrie's coming in and talking this nonsense and acting a damn fool. And missing half, half he's missing games. He can't play. Then all of a sudden, because of Omicron, the Nets uh, bench is just destroyed. So they have to bring him in for road games. And now Harden's looking around like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I ain't signed up for COVID man to come in here. Get me up out of here. So that I'm, I probably would do the same thing. You got to get out of here, get out before. COVID man 2022 comes in and messes everything up. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I want, I want to say is um, James Harden, I think he might be washed. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Rockets got got rid of him at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, some could make the case they could have done it sooner and really gotten a haul. Maybe if they'd gotten rid of him a year before probably got even more picks than what they got, but Hey, you can't, you know, hindsight is 2020 beggars can't be choosers. Uh, whatever cliche you want to throw in there after that. Um, Oh, quick tangent. So for people who don't know, whenever we do these podcasts, I usually have a, uh, a movie or a wrestling event streaming on mute. So I'm watching, um, uh, Captain America, the winter soldier tonight. And uh, guess what part they just got to? The best part in the movie. The best part in the movie? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the the freeway fight? Nope, the, ele- the elevator fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, he's, when Cap's looking around and he's, he figured it out, he's like, so just before we get started, does anyone want to get off? I'd have been like, excuse me, let me hit that exit button real quick. <laughs> God, I love this movie. That's also uh, every guy's dream to be like, okay. And I'm then giving you, I'm giving you time. <laughs> We're going to do this. And then they play off your expectations in Endgame, where it looks like he's about to have the fight. And he just goes over to Grillo and he goes, Hell Hydra. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I was going to say I might watch Endgame, but I don't have three hours tonight, maybe tomorrow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> back to the. Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, so if you're getting James Harden and it's a reduced James Harden, like I don't I don't think they can win a title like that. Mm-hmm. And hold on, let me look. Sorry. I'm looking up Harden's contract cuz I think he has a um a player option for the next year. Yep, he has a player option. Um, that he's definitely going to um, invoke because it's $47 million. <laughs> See, and then, Wall, comma, John. Yeah. And then there are rumors to talk about the 76ers were going to offer him the max contract after that, which is like, if I remember correctly, it's like four years, $200 million. Yeah. Now, first off, always get you a friend like Daryl Morey. All right, someone who can get you a job and get right. you paid for it. That's a that's a homeboy Hall of Famer. We all need someone like that in our lives looking out for us. So tip of the cap to you for being a real one, Dermot. Moore. However, as a GM, if you're giving a washed up James Harden $50 million a year, <laughs> you need to be fired immediately. Like I like if I'm James, I can say I, 
I love you and you come to the christening of all my children. You're a real one. You can you can be Uncle Daryl to my kids and everything. But if I'm a Philadelphia 76ers fan, I would want Daryl Morey tarred and feathered right in front of the Rocky statue. <laughs> and you are the biggest proponent, maybe more so than Stephen A. Smith even, <laughs> about players getting their money, getting their paper, cashing that check, getting paid. But damn it, if you if you give James Harden fifty million dollars, even the great De Quincey can't justify. At least on the business side, the player side, obviously, you'll be like, well, hey, you can't fault him for it. Mm-hmm. And so there's all, there's the fan side of me when it comes to the player getting their money. And then it's the rational side of me when it comes to players getting their money. And the fan side of me is always going to be like, get your money, get as much as you can, because that's what I tell myself, get as much as you can. That's why I tell my coworkers, I'm like, hey, if you can move and make an extra whatever for your family, do that shit. Don't worry about anyone else. If you're that important in a, um, in a job, that moving means that the, wherever you were before it's going to completely break down without you that means you were underpaid in the first place mm-hmm. but it's always the rational side there's also a rational me that's looking at a team that has a cap a head a hard cap <laughs> being like you're going to get 50 million dollars to this dude who's going to come out here and give you 18 three and five are you outside your mind and who has access apparently to a fat suit that he could very well put back on <laughs> to try and get out try and force his way out allegedly allegedly has access to I think even if he does have access to it it's not going to work the next time (laughs) you can't be washed and fat and think you're going to get traded (laughs) again that would be the third time I think um, NBA GMs are dumb but they're not that dumb I just want to talk about how that trade like that trade is so it's just, yeah. it's no, it's just crazy because like the only people that are going to come out ahead of this whole trade of the Rockets and James Harden because he's going to get paid. He's getting paid. Ben Simmons isn't even getting paid. And this all started because allegedly Kevin Durant wanted to go to the Knicks, but Kyrie Irving talked him out of it and changed his mind uh, into the Nets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A true multiverse of madness, as it were. Man, you're the Knicks. You're, you can't even be mad about that. It's like, we did the best we can. We couldn't expect <laughs> a, a madman would drop down like the Joker and change his mind. We <laughs> can't plan for that. We, we the net the Knicks are like we can't plan for outside crazy. We plan for inside crazy with James Dolan. We got nothing for outside. JD in the straight shot. Did you ever listen to his music? Nope, and I never will. <laughs> now this or any other earth. <laughs> All right, uh, getting back to the playoffs. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, it looks like Golden State's got it wrapped up. Should at least. Mm-hmm. Um, not bad for Lucas. First was this is first playoff appearance, isn't it? Maybe second. I don't know. Second, no, maybe more than that. Oh. Now I gotta check it out, Luca. Because um, I'm sure they went to the playoffs during the um, the bubble season. Mm-hmm. I think it's is third year. Okay, third time. Yeah, because the but other two he's still times, 22? Yeah, the other two times they got knocked out by the Clippers both times, I believe. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And he's still 22? What? Are you kidding me? That can't be right. Or is he 23? 23. That's still insanely young. And he's leading a team to the, to the Western Conference Finals. Not bad. So, like I said, he's James Harden, but clutch. Right. So, you know, 
plenty he's of room Jay, to grow. He's even James Harden because he comes into uh, training cap out of shape and plays himself into shape during the season. <laughs> right. Who does that sound like? See Harden, comma James. Exactly. Um, but you know what? Hey, it looks like he's only getting better. Um, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. I mean, to be that extremely young and getting your team to this point is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Beating the teams that, that he that they beat to get there is very impressive. Um, but, you know, this Warriors team is just, you know, Steph and, and uh, uh, Draymond, Thompson, uh, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. Let's try not to say Tristan. Clay Thompson are at the tops tops of their games, at the top of their games, or at least you know Clay and uh, Steph. Um, the top of their old man game. They're they're no longer excellent shooters like they were in their prime. They're good, but you're not gonna have those crazy back to back Steph shooting games like you had before. Yeah, he's yeah. in his stage of career where you might get two. In, um, in a seven-game series. But that's still enough with the additions they have, they've made around with Wiggins and um, who's the other guy, I think Looney. The guys they have, they can still, they're going, they're still a good team. Like mm-hmm. the guys, the bench that they have around their core is good enough to cover for the deficiencies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it looks like Golden State is on their way. So this is the, you know, we always we always talk about the TV executives whenever it comes to the playoffs for any sport. So what's the matchup that TV wants to see? Is it Boston and Golden State? Boston, Golden State. All right. Well, I think, yeah, that's the, probably number one. Because Golden State will get the most, like, um, I almost said foreigners. That's not the right. They'll get the most casual eyeballs on them. <laughs> and to be on the West Coast, I mean, definitely, you know, it's not LA, of course, but um, it's a West Coast market nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good against an East Coast market. That'll be good too. I wouldn't mind seeing that Miami-Dallas rematch. I forgot that they they faced off many, many, many years ago. God, that's forever ago. Yeah. So, I don't we'll think see. there's a bad matchup here. No, no. They, I mean, they all seem like it would be watchable matchups for sure. Yeah. I think the team with the least amount of star power is Miami. Mm-hmm. And you still play up, you know, Miami. They've been good for, you know, years. Yeah. Miami is the star of. The Miami Heat, you know? uh, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think TV executives will be good with anything. It's not mm-hmm. like last year when it was Phoenix and Milwaukee. <laughs> I mean, no offense to either one of them cities, but they're just. This is not 1977. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they're both small market, but Phoenix isn't. Milwaukee definitely is, mm-hmm. and it's they're. Milwaukee for sure is just not a quote unquote sexy city. Yeah. All right. right. I was trying to look up what all happened um, in the playoffs before. I just want to give a quick rundown some other teams. Like I said, disappointed in the Suns. Um, disappointed in the, the Bucks. Yeah, because I would have liked to see Giannis take a take another team to the finals. Um, the Suns got me number, my number one to bullet just to lose like that at home. It's uh, it's just <laughs> um, the Grizzles love them. Um, they're probably my second team after the Rockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Utah Jazz going out sad once again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, same thing with the Denver. At least they're Nuggets. consistent. Yeah, Jokic wins another MVP, back-to-back MVP. Um, he just doesn't have any kind of help up there right now. 
um, and over in the East. Good job, good effort for, by the Chicago Bulls. They were just hampered by injuries um, at the end of the year. Um, the Atlanta Hawks, what a what a step back from last year. Yeah. It's like they talk about teams and um, baseball that have the – the um, World Series hangover, like we're seeing with the Braves right now. I'm like, how the hell you have the championship hangover without the championship? <laughs> they can't. Yeah. And that's about it, man. Um, I'm excited to watch the rest of this, these games. Um, going to suck that the NBA season is going to be over soon. Mm-hmm. And then all we'll have is baseball until ooh, football goes back. Still, still good stuff to watch, though. Yes, sir. Oh, real quick before we go, um, mm-hmm. give me your grade for Doctor Strange and the multi boost, multi multiverse of madness. I have no grade. I haven't seen it yet. I thought you saw it. I didn't. No, I, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try this weekend. We'll see. I can't guarantee it, but all right. I do have to find some time. But I know all the spoilers, so that's <laughs> okay. I'm... You came on this recording talking about the spoilers, and I was like, "Yeah, that's what happened." Little did I know you had not even seen the movie. I've literally just been spoiled. That's all. You spoiled yourself, son. I try to stay away from spoilers as much as I can, but. No, I I, uh, I follow LaShawn McCoy on Twitter, so you know how that goes. Yes. <laughs> no, nah, for you, for those of you who do not remember, LaShawn McCoy ruined the fact that Tony Stark died in Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that and blocking that man immediately. <laughs> That's just so mean. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, he, he like spelled Tony's name wrong in a tweet. He was like T O N E Y. That's how upset I am. I still remember that. <laughs> He's taking up James Tony, the boxer. Yeah, apparently. Um, all I can say is it once it starts, it goes. If you want exposition, you want some long form storytelling, you ain't getting that. We're just gonna go. Uh it's a good movie. Um there are two after you know about the after credit scenes. Yes. All right, yeah, but you only need to stay for the first one. Um, Sam Raimi once again one of those home uh, in the homeboy hall of fame for uh, Bruce Campbell <laughs> yeah it's an enjoyable movie um, that's cool I've heard mixed reviews so it's another another positive so uh, Moon Knight have you seen that no all right um, it's fine the last two episodes save it uh, and there's the after credit scene after episode six. Okay, cool. And uh, let's see. And I think last week we'll talk about the trailer for Thor, Love and mm-hmm. Thunder, the one that came out yesterday. Oh, I didn't, they, there's, I didn't know the new one came out. Yeah, they were on Monday. It was during the NBA game. It, it dropped the trailer. It showed okay. more. It was a uh, core telling a story and um, basically telling the entire story of. Um, a little bit of the story of what uh gonna have in the movie. Um Jane Foster uh looks gorgeous. I mean amazing. <laughs> um Natalie Portman. And um also um who uh what's her name? Rachel McAdams and Doctor Strange. That's from Did on just and uh <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, that the Thor uh Love and Thunder looks amazing. Uh, Christian Bell looks great as Gore the God Butcher. I think it's going to be another um, 10. They got a, what's his name back directing? Taka. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like how they're getting these guys, like once they have the vision, they bring them back, like Taika and um, uh, who directed Black Panther? His name was Tip of My Thumb. Oh, Ryan Coogler. Can't like, let these guys go. Yeah, it's like we have there's a story that has to be told, but you can do whatever you want around that story. And mm-hmm. I hope they keep finding challenge directors like this. All right. Um that's it for tonight. I know you gotta go for coming up on eight o'clock. Um anything else, man? 
no just uh thanks for tuning in as always uh thanks for hanging in there hang in there be safe be well to everybody uh be nice to each other yeah um take this time to reach out to someone you haven't talked to in a while um you know call text i know we millennials hate calling (laughs) but uh just try to reach out and check on your friends even your strong friends um and that's it i want to say uh god bless to all you listening right now thanks for listening downloads um we appreciate your support and uh we're gonna get up out of here because anthony just got gave me the hand signal for poopage (laughs) oh wow (laughs) i was waving to your son behind you oh i'm sorry my way bad. to blow up my spot <laughs> yeah you're about to blow up that bathroom anyway <laughs> we'll talk to you next time for Anthony I'm the Quincy later <laughs>